0: You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant.
1: Who, me? me?
2: <laughs> well, and I'd like to really know if scene. I was married to a horror piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, can just look at her license.
3: My
2: just special stripe. That
4: looks amazing. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles.
5: Or at the website, which is Minnesota Personal Injury.com.
0: Bradshaw and Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant.
1: Woo. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard podcast, brought to you, as always, by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Jeff Foser in studio. Next, on the best of...
0: anybody ever challenge you to a fight when you're a kid and you just went,
6: dream on, <laughs> dream
0: on, say it over and over again? <laughs> that to be good. Yeah, no a kid, question are, to you guys. That'll told, work. Thanks. Hey,
7: baby. Yeah, when I was a kid, work. I was told that if someone tries to fight you, you just act like you're psychotic, <laughs> and they'll leave you alone. That's a good yeah. move. I do
0: that on a daily basis anyway. <laughs> so, you know, it yeah. all works well, out. And you're hand. not even trying. And I'm not even trying to act psychotic; it just comes so, out of me. That's so how I get
6: bonus. Yeah, you know, I get out of a lot yes. of uh, "Hey, do you have some change or a cigarette?" by oh, God, kind yeah. of walking a little extra crazy down the street. <laughs> by truly, uh, if you uh, talk to yourself Mark. walking through downtowns, you're you're doing okay. Mm. People leave you alone. Yeah, you'll
0: be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Then, Michael, did you hear the story about mm-hmm. the uh, the woman that that uh, was pan and the fake panhandler? Oh yeah, that that that, yeah, up from under. yeah. Who want want your credit card? You want
6: their credit card.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, she she wanted the a credit
6: card. Swiper <laughs> machine with her?
0: Yeah, she must have because she wanted the credit card so she could run her meal on it. Wow. But honest to God, Joe, my favorite is she goes up to another table and there was about a 35-year-old woman from Philadelphia at the table. And as the woman, the the pan the fake panhandler moved toward the, the woman from Philly, she goes, No! Get the hell out of here! Do you hear me? I said no! God, that's so Philadelphia, isn't it? Yeah. Mm
6: -hmm. It's
0: just the greatest ever. Yeah, That's my favorite favorite part about the East
6: Coast. Everybody knows how to set a good boundary Mm -hmm. immediately.
0: Exactly. That's wonderful. Just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm asking. I have a question for you guys about something, and I'm not trying to stir the pot here. I just don't understand what this is all about. President Trump stood nearby (laughs) as Kelly D. Holston. Uh, took a knee Monday at the College Football Playoff National Championship. It wasn't the first time Holstein... Is it Holstein or Holstein? That's the Teacher of the Year from Minnesota? Yeah, Teacher yeah. of the Year, right, exactly. Yeah. Minnesota's 2018-19 Teacher of the Year had tried to send a message to Trump, having been one of two educators who skipped out on a White House visit last spring. As Teachers of the Year were honored at Monday's game, Holstein kneeled during the National Anthem as a way to stand up for marginalized and oppressed people. But... Just because the president's there, why did you have to do it at the national championship? I, I, it just takes away from it, doesn't it? Well, she's gotten a lot of stories about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If she wants attention. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's doing the right thing. And, and that's
7: I don't what know. most people want. Like
5: my position on the whole kneeling thing is that's why we fight. That's why we have a constitution. So people well, can do stuff true. like that. And, that and I personally don't do it. But I they have a right to do that. And I don't you know, either. And I'm not that's saying she's never
6: right. Just because I went down curling for the first time. A couple of weeks ago, and uh, I'm sore. I'm sore. Well, there you go. I was, yeah. I was Take in a knee,
5: sh- man. I was in a show where Coleman, yeah, uh, Coleman's kid, the football player's great kid, Coleman, yeah, yeah, Craig yeah, Coleman comes out and he starts playing the national anthem, and he and he kneels. Yeah, and he's looking out at the crowd. and He's like, "Fuck you guys! You guys didn't kneel either." <laughs> ah, <nice. laughs> he's so great because like everybody's looking like, "Well, what do we do?" It's yeah. like, well, "Do we stand up? Do we do?" You know, it's right. like you guys didn't right. stand up. You didn't stand. I'm kneeling. That's- I'm That's just glad he didn't fun. wear the maga hat to the to the national championship the way he did to the to the army yeah. navy game cuz that was like come on really you don't need to wear the hat you can't no. campaign oh, there whatever so, yeah. why I've do we even care shorts. about this trivial stuff
0: yeah <laughs> so i just yeah. really seriously why don't why do we even bother uh, mm-hmm. to look i understand in her situation she's uh um she well she described herself and i want to find the description of her <laughs> Uh, the way she talks about herself, Holston, who left her teaching job at Chakabee's Tocada Learning Center to become director of educational equity at Outfront, Minnesota State's largest LGBT rights organization, learned in advance that Trump would be on the field. It felt like the right thing to do, to have a very respectful protest. See, but that's the problem. It's not very respectful to take a knee during the national anthem. Well, Couldn't you have taken the knee at another time? It doesn't mean
5: much if you take it at home. Yeah. You know?
0: Why not? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm kneeling right now. You're I want you, you to knee. know. You're owling? We the
5: can bring that
7: back. Similar. So, yeah. yeah. Bring it back. Look, owling. Owling. Remember? Uh, no one remembers no. owling. <laughs>
6: I have no idea well, what that is. you
7: remember planking? Yes. Right? yes, of course, because that's what everyone was doing. Right. Well, well, it's after, good for your core. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> after a whole bunch of people started making planking illegal, like workplaces and everything, yeah. the next trend for like a week was owling where you would it's like squat on things like oh. an owl, like perch
6: like an owl. <laughs> what a bad name. It should have been gargoyling. There Wouldn't you that go. have been fun? Yeah. Oh, Grotesking.
5: Tom comes home and Andy's owling on the counter. I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> so wait a minute. What is owling?
7: It's just perching on things and taking a picture of yourself. Silly, <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> I, well, plank, it's the same thing as planking. You plank on things take a picture of yourself.
0: There's no, there's nothing to. Oh, it. you plank? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know. I just planking. I used to do that for exercise.
7: Right. Oh no, that's <laughs> that doing passing. planks, not planking. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I it's don't... dumb. Early, well, not early internet by any means, but you know, early social media trends. Back when taking pictures of yourself doing mundane things was considered cool because look it's on the
6: internet now mm-hmm. yeah i suppose that's true i'm gonna start that hanging upside true. down on things <laughs> hey, but, yeah, batting. yeah i'm batting i'm batting i'm batting
0: yeah, batting. yeah. Ooh, you batting. yeah. <laughs> i think that's a great idea
6: i think we should start what that. are you doing I'm batting. I'm batting I'm
0: batting batting right now. (laughs) Whether you like it or not, I'm gonna bat up a storm, so kiss my sister's black cat's ass if you don't like it. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Look, to close, I'm not trying to disparage Kelly Holstein in any way. I'm just I'm just trying to understand that why it was I mean, it's the national championship game. Can we just let him play football? I guess I don't. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Kelly wanted attention,
6: and she got it, and she continues to get yeah, it. Yeah, there's lots I of stories so. about it. Yeah, she knew we were talking about her. Mm-hmm. Yep, accomplished. Yeah, that's Mission true. accomplished. Me too. Yeah, that is
0: very true. But she, the, the story that's on newser is not as complete as the, I think that the story in Star Tribune covers it better because she mm-hmm. she talks about identifying. Uh, well, I mean, uh, what story? Some one of Earth's seven billion
7: people <laughs> kneeled for thirty seconds. Yeah. Like why well, is this there is national that. news? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
6: well, there a lot, of people, worked,
5: a lot of people get worked up about it. You yeah. know, they get all worked up. And, I find it's better yeah. to
7: just not pay any attention to people who want attention. Yeah. It's like a reverse I think cat. You're right. <laughs> a reverse cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, oh by the way, uh, Right now it's eleven thirty-five. I would keep an eye out because uh, I don't know if it's going to get here before. But I saw the snowstorm that's coming on the radar. Oh boy! Yeah. Have you, has it started yet? They're I saying one know. now,
7: so that's one good. o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's a big storm. Well, is They it? were saying twelves, and
6: one yeah. is better than twelve for me. So mm-hmm. it's going to be beautiful, though. Yeah. I'm a silver lining guy. you Just
7: don't leave the house. Nope. You're all good.
6: Yeah. Yep. And Everything when it snows out, yeah, I'm reminded that we're no longer in the middle of my wife bringing a bunch of crap home that we don't need from garage sale season. So that's true. That's a bad mm, season for me. That's true. Oh, is that only summer? It's only is summer. Oh, yeah, no, summer. no
7: sane true, person yeah. would have a garage <laughs> yeah. sale yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah.
6: I throw junk away all <laughs> yeah. the time. She's just bringing more stuff home. Doesn't work for me well. I suppose. What kind of stuff, you know, stuff I does she bring home? True. Oh, just trinkets that are always full of dust. I mean, just you know, why, why, why do we need another container or a basket? Why, a basket. What, oh, yeah. You know, you know why we she brings home more baskets to put inside of the other empty baskets stacked up in the corner. It doesn't make sense to me. I need a basket holder for my basket. Yeah. My, there you I mean, go. The worst part, and we're getting close to the uh, polar plunge season. That's the worst part about Minnesota winters. Have you ever done it? No, I have no. done it. That's crazy, man. No, I have done no, thank it. Thank you. No, it really yeah, wasn't no, that you. bad. It really Tommy, wasn't. Tommy, you ever jump in the freezing cold water, or are he you actually, a sane person? He gave me money yep. to do it. Well, of course he did. <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> yeah, he's, he knows you're crazy enough to do it. The,
5: well, there is that. <laughs> I, they did a video of it, Yeah. and this woman that was jumping, jumping in our group, just when when she hit the water she freaked out of course and you, you see me just oh, yeah. stop in the water and just push my glass up and back off so crazy <laughs> woman can get out of there oh, my she was just she was it she was not
6: getting out of that water it really wasn't that bad yeah well um, you wait was it in february i think it was yeah it was in february All right. yeah so Here, here's a missed opportunity though how many years have we been doing it decades probably as
5: far as i agree. probably Well, I, they've been doing it since the vikings
6: we, we've never had a fedex or a ups type of company sponsor the event okay and, Well, true. and they could have true. signs everywhere saying we'll help you shrink your shipping costs <laughs> no matter what size your package
0: i like it isn't that great i like it yeah. I like we'll that. shrink your package i like that
6: i like that I a see lot it yeah, yep. yeah. So I don't know. why I'm not in charge of more things. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, you should be. You, you, a, you should be in charge of most. Of they things.
5: They have a great setup. They got this little warming room that yeah. you
6: start off in. And
5: they go jump in and they get out and go back to the warming room. Oh, it's room. one Everything of those good. sauna yeah.
7: cold sauna kind of things. Kind of.
5: Yeah. Yep. And the and the goal is you you uh, you just put as many things on after you when you jump you take as much as you can off and yeah. then you jump and then you get
6: back in the warm it's not that bad yeah. so. and you raise money for charity I so did it's a raise good thing. money for charity yeah, that's yep. good Yep. so all right well we'll look forward to you doing it again this I year. don't think Tommy, I'm going do have done up? it once I, I, it's
5: done okay <laughs> <kind> of... <laughs> it's done although big big. I can tell you riding a bike ride in with a hangover is a lot harder to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> well, I, I think you beat that.
5: me by like an hour and a half in that <laughs> in that
0: bike ride. Yes, I did. As yeah. a matter of <laughs> fact, I'm like, where the hell is Michael? Eesh. Oh, he'll be here in about an hour and a half. I'm like, what? I
5: went to Nashville for three days before we did this bike oh, thing. God. It was not pretty. Oh. <laughs> right.
6: Is that hangover <laughs> bike riding because you lost your license or no? It was <laughs> okay. it
5: was riding in this thing for uh, oh for. Um, for diabetes. Oh, um, right. And we've done it three years, right. three years in a row. And it's a great thing. And normally yep. I'm with him and, you know, he and I are in front and the whole thing and stuff, yeah. but I was not doing it. This time. <laughs> <laughs> he was not touring a to curing. Okay. We know he was not touring to a curing. remember Alex fact. flying by me going, wee! And that was the last time I saw
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> wee! That was the that was the uh, event to where the woman got mad at me because of the the uh, Chick fil A cow.
5: Oh yeah, that that's right? right,
0: that's right. The what? God, I, you know the, the the cow. You know, eat more chicken. The cows always on the Chick fil A billboards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, they had a they had a cow, you know, in a costume, a cow, cow costume, going around because Chick Fil A is one of the yep. co sponsors of the event. I well, took was a picture cow with the cow in a
7: costume, or yeah. was it a
0: man in a costume? It was a man in a cow costume. Okay. Yeah, it was a not man a cow in a cow a a costume. It could have been a so, it was a man <laughs> a, in a cow costume. a mascot so. turducken? It was a chicken <laughs> and a man in a cow costume. A cow wearing <laughs> <Like> a cow <laughs> costume. Mm. Yes, yeah, so that's exactly what it was. So they walkin' by, and as a joke, I said. I think I used to date her and somebody said, well, how was it? And I said, ah, I don't know. She was kind of a cow. And a woman goes, oh, that's nice. I said, what? She goes, that's real nice to say about a woman. I said, it's a puppet cow. <laughs> she was literally a cow. Yeah. Yeah. A, literally a cow. Get it? See, I, she's a kind of a cow. Get it? Because she's not a real cow. She's kind of a cow. Yeah. She, you get the joke now, you dumbass.
6: Like who's the who's the pig for the Saints? Is that Madonna? That pig oh, that that that's right, the pig. Every year yeah. well, they, they have, the same every same year they
0: have a new name. Every yeah. Year yeah. They oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know
8: that. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yep.
5: They do. The, they do. The first year we did this bike ride thing. A uh, guy shows up, and he's like, oh, my God, it's Tom Bernard. And, and we're in there. Me and Duggar's in there. And the guy looks at Tom and tells Tom, if you have a heart attack, I will give you mouth-to-mouth. Oh. I, <laughs> it's like, like,
6: what the? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, what?
5: I can guarantee you, you're dying if I'm involved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Tom didn't make it. Yeah. That's too bad. Sorry about that, buddy. That's really too bad. Yeah, I, I just I didn't understand. I was like, well, first. <laughs> First of all, I'm pretty sure I can ride a bike without dying. Right. I'm almost positive but, yeah. I can get that done. He was a big fan. But, big uh, fan. Wow. Yeah. So he, was so he's totally fun
5: to all the people that want to take pictures with him. It's like, sure. it's, it is cool to watch. Yeah.
6: such a big fan he was like uh, even if it looks like you're maybe about to have a heart attack I will give you both yes
0: I'll give you a kiss just come on over here and let's 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 do a dry run shall we no let's not do a dry run how about that action right there yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very nice to, to have fans. And all, yep. I mean, it's a wonderful thing. And, and he meant well. He did. That's so all I'm saying is he, he
7: meant he, well. He's Actually, a loyal KQ listener. I have kind yep. of a similar story in that vein. Okay. So, <laughs> well, it's just about, you know, fans. Uh, yesterday, well, a week ago or so, uh, remember the guys from Midwest Rubs we had on? This was like three years oh, yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I ordered some more because I like them. And when the order got here, I had a little note in there that said, say hi to your mom and dad for me. Oh, nice. So I thought was nice. And they didn't. Well, very yeah, nice. They only, they knew it was me because of my name on the thing. So right. I guess they, uh, they remember us. Cool. So what were you getting? Uh, I got five different rubs because we are on Weight Watchers, which means lots and lots of chicken and pork. And oh, you, that's true.
0: The best yeah, zero that's calorie true.
7: thing you can do to chicken and pork would be a rub.
0: Oh, not zero seasoning, not, not a yeah. massage. No, not massage. Was a massage. <laughs> no.
3: God, right. he yes. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I could see Andy getting a massage. Nobody more uncomfortable in the world than Andy getting a massage. Yeah. And five different rooms. No. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Especially when the masseuse gives him a note saying, say hi to your dad for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. It's like, what? My last, Wait last time, you know, when was I, last time I was with your dad. I- yeah, that's right. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast.
3: Boy, the way Glenn Miller plays. Songs
0: that made the hit <laughs> Guys like me, we had that
1: was we'll Jeff Bozer on the best Of. coming up next we had comedian Ryan singer on the program talking about magic
3: next. And men men. Mister Mister,
0: we Mister, we, use use like we to be- are back, ladies and gentlemen. Is Ryan ready to go? Yep. Ryan Singer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, we're going to do about several different things. Uh, Podcast Me and Paranormal. You and this is where the magic happens. Magic with a K. With a CK, actually. Right, Ryan?
4: Yeah, that's right, that's right.
0: <laughs> and so why did we go with the ICK?
4: Uh, uh, because we're talking about, like, you know, the uh, the oldest form of magic, I guess, when uh, people want to oh. talk about uh, the difference. It's not so much card tricks as it is, you know, witchcraft, I guess
0: you could say. Oh, it's witchcraft kind of magic, that, that kind of deal?
4: Yeah, it's like the... Uh, you know the kind of the kind of magic where you know you pointy hats and uh, you know basically actually just meditation uh, and lots of trips to Michael the uh, craft store.
1: Uh,
7: more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually
4: <you> get it. <laughs> uh, Wicker
7: kind of
4: stuff, yeah. Yeah, Wiccan kind of stuff, pagan kind of stuff. You know, kind of earth, mm-hmm. uh, earth stuff. Shamanism. Yeah, so uh, a friend of mine who's. Uh, She's been. She's like a psychic, uh, a psychic witch. I guess is what people would call her. She's the co-host, and uh, so we have a lot of fun talking about, you know. But it's 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 mostly just about relationships. But uh, <laughs> but it's a fun it's a fun time.
0: Well, oh, I want to hear about the. It's mostly about relationships. Like, how, how well, do you approach the relationship deal?
4: Yeah, well, the uh, the co-host Angela Lovell's her name. She's uh, she's an author, and she's also been uh, practicing psychic for a long time. But she's lived. Seemingly, so many lives, and then you know, obviously, you know, has had past life regressions and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, not to mention just this lifetime, but uh, she's she's had a very a very wild ride when it comes to her relationships with men. And you know, I'm in my early 40s, and I've never been married, uh, don't have any kids. So it comes up a lot, uh, you know, our failure, a lot of failures in relationships and things, uh, you know, wanting to, talking about whether or not we want to have kids. Like, I want to have kids. She does not. Um, we're not together, so that works out. But uh, the, you know, I don't know. The older you get, it seems like the more you realize, like, oh, I'm going to be gone. I need a, a version of myself to, uh, you know, to carry on. The uh, You know how people always talk about uh, they want their kids to live out their, unfulfilled dreams well it's mm-hmm. like well i just want a kid to like you know follow in my footsteps i need somebody to to inherit my pile of nothing that i'm leaving behind uh... as far as like you know, because comedy is not really It's kind of a luxury to do stand-up comedy uh... so it's not like i'm necessary in society i'd be left outside the cave if we are rebuilding i mean a doctor can be a little bit funny you know he gets inside the cave <laughs> yeah. i can't be a little bit doctor you know what i mean
0: I know exactly what you mean.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, now, what, they, what's the
2: thing
0: you said?
4: Say, you said, "Oh, sorry, go about ahead, that. sir." Yeah, yeah. They say, "Well, the reason <laughs> I, I talk about like you know being a luxury is because you know, like I said, a doctor can be a little bit funny, but uh, you know, they say laughter is the best medicine. You always hear people saying that, and but I mean, I yep. don't think anybody really wants to put that to the test. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, what's the matter? Your appendix is bursting. Get over here. I got some. <laughs> you know, I got some uh, knock knock jokes." you know it's like that person is that person is not going to make it but um but it, there's there does seem to be I drank a lot of coffee this morning I'm out on the west coast <laughs> right now so I'm a little guys up uh <laughs> okay well magic too uh, being single not having kids but uh there does seem to be like a really resurgence in the magic uh in, like wicca and uh you know pagans if you want to call them that. so i think uh we Excuse me. I've been doing that podcast for about a year, and it seems to be, uh, you know, really resonating with people, uh, especially specifically women. I think it's a it's a great way for women to feel empowered. All of these years is they've secretly been mm-hmm. practicing magic, whether uh, you know whether the men realized it or not. Um, so yeah, it's but yeah, like I said earlier, we usually devolve our conversations from you know whether or not we're talking about meditating on the full moon. Into, uh, you know, why I have to, uh, you know, uh, get off a of, get off a of Tinder, and you know, it's there it, it doesn't seem to be, you know, really any middle ground between the way everything kind of
0: affects each other. God, I don't know if I could go on. Yeah, I've been married a long time. And, you know, my wife's on the show, as a matter of fact, but um, I don't know if I could go on Tinder. Then that seems dangerous to me. Is it not dangerous?
4: <laughs> yeah, it, it is dangerous. I mean, because people like. You know, I mean, it, it's like we've reduced ourselves to like a split second decision now, right? Uh, or, right. or each other of like physical, uh, physical looks. Um, you know, it's it, it, it is kind of a uh, you know if you've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it feels like people have a hard time talking to each other now in public, um, like oh, yeah. communicating, actually using their words um, because they can't double tap and swipe each other's faces. Uh, like at a coffee shop? Um, <laughs> no, have you ever at least they shouldn't? <laughs> yeah, it's like I was at a uh, a restaurant bar the other night with some friends of mine. there was something going on outside and we were like on the 20th floor. something was going on outside on the street and a friend of mine actually tried to pinch the window to zoom in uh, and it's just like without even realizing oh, He took his hands and tried to pinch like oh. you know zoom. And I was just like, oh, man, like the robots won. You know, I mean, we, uh, you know, we're definitely, you know, we we've so accustomed to that. I had a dude try to uh, start a conversation with me at a coffee shop the other day, um, which and he was holding the door open for me, which is, you know, not the craziest thing that's ever happened. But then mm-hmm. he, as he was holding the door, I said, thank you. I'm locked and loaded with that. So I say, thank you. And he goes, so how's your day going today? And I don't know what happens to you when a stranger tries to start a conversation unexpectedly <laughs> yep. in public but my, my whole body <laughs> shuts down like i just start making like monkey noises i'm like oh, oh, oh. like i don't <laughs> i don't know what to say like it really shook me but i think that's just like a an indication of how like disconnected we've become from one another even though we're more connected than ever in technology but tinder's a good example of that like people don't know how to be a person anymore
0: mm. You know, Ryan, I've been talking about that. I, I do a morning show as well, and on this show, uh, I've been talking about that. I think people are getting more and more and more like automatons because of video uh, games, because of all, because of digital. Digital is hurting us more than it's helping us, in my opinion.
4: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think eventually, it's my hope anyway that we'll like crescendo, and there'll be a crash, and love it. Uh, you know, just like it's just like people love vinyl records again um yep. i think eventually it's going to be hip or cool to actually talk to a person and, and you know and actually you know face to face uh those are going to be the new hipsters oh i'm going to go meet someone and have a conversation with them oh it's like oh you're such a hipster um but it is
3: <laughs> well, you know it's
4: yeah. like you're so old school oh that's i like that about you you know it's uh I don't know, it's tough to keep up with all the technology and I do think you're right about that. Um, I you know, and Stephen Hawking before he died said, you know, you know, singularity, the robots and all that kind of stuff that's going to be the death of us all. And then it you It know, is. Yeah, and then you have Elon Musk who's, you know, got his own space company. He's saying, you know, that uh, I think it was like a year and a half ago he came out and said that it's like a 1 in a billion chance we're not living in a computer simulation, and we've now figured it out. And then Stephen Hawking's like, "Hey, when the robots wake up, <laughs> singularity—it's uh, bad news for humans because they're going to know the robots." And Elon Musk is like, "Dude, we're in a computer." And Stephen Hawking's like, "Dude, the computers are just—the robots are going to know their computers." And over here, Elon Musk is like, "Dude, we're—it's like, man, maybe we're the robots." And it's—I like, mean, I don't think it's ever going to be that funny. But, like, people need to hear it. You know what I mean? It's like, what if we're the robots we've been worried about this whole time? I need to I need to find John Connor, basically, is what it boils down to. We need to talk. We need to have a conversation with his mom.
0: You know, it's amazing to me what I found out, Ryan, and this is absolutely true, because I work with a lot of people that contribute a lot of things, like stories, this, that, and the other thing. Or if I read a lot of, uh, you know, commercials live and... Because you don't get likes or smiley faces to finish your work, no one ever finishes their work anymore. It's really weird. You know, they'll oh, give you wow. a script that's not finished. It's like, really? Just finish your work. And I honestly God thinks because there's no reward at the end of it. Like, you get immediately rewarded on, on digital, where if you're just typing up a, a, a commercial, you don't. Well, and I, I think mean, it bothers the hell out of them.
7: From a purely biological standpoint, you know, if I post a picture of my cat on Facebook, I'm going to get a bunch of likes and stuff. Which, if yes. I chose to uh, accept it that way, would be basically be an effortless dopamine rush. You well, know, I the, get acceptance mm-hmm. from my peers for doing no effort.
8: Well, we're in the age of instant gratification.
7: Exactly, it's instant gratification. Whereas mm-hmm. if I do work, you know, at the most, I'm going to get a paycheck in a couple weeks or something, and nobody like that. cares right. about money yep. anymore. Yeah. So it's. I think it's, it has something to do with people interpreting social media likes as something that matters. Like, it's fine exactly. to get likes, but you have to understand that they don't mean anything, you know. Right,
4: right. Yeah, they really... I mean, it's almost like, you know, it's the same thing when people say money is a social construct and it's not worth anything. But yet people's lives are devoted to the accumulation of it. Um, and oh, now it's God, like this, yeah. new, it's this new form of currency... Uh, but it's even more than that, it, it, you know, it really... So, I mean, listen, I, I don't really feel like I'm in a great position to talk about the negative effects of instant gratification. Uh, considering my, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> considering yeah. my career is stand-up comedy, uh, which is the entertainment version of instant gratification. I mean, being a stand-up is, is so amazing because you don't have to be a screenwriter and wait for a year and a half by the time you finish the script to see if people like it or to be an actor to wait uh, not as long but still pretty long to see if people enjoy that. Like, I know immediately through reaction, whether it's on this show or whether it's at the shows I'm doing this weekend, like, I know, boom, I know if this this is resonating. So I'm kind of an instant gratification junkie in that way. So I do understand. I try, oh, it is. Yeah, it, it makes you wonder, like, where does it all, where does it all lead to? And uh, it, it is kind of a scary thought sometimes, but, in, you know, just the idea of putting down your phone for 24 hours uh, makes people freak out. Uh, oh, God, so, yeah. I mean, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's like, you know, and I don't know all the science about, like, the dopamine and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, when you start reading stories about how they built the apps, to look like, mm-hmm. you know, slot machine, or you know, to have yep. the same effect yep. that slot machines have, and like you have to pull down to refresh. Oh, did I hit the? Did I hit the three sevens yep. on this time? Does that red light right. pop up? It's like, oh man, it's it's really scary.
0: I think it is. People, you could reach out to Ryan Singer, RyanSingerComedy dot com, on Facebook, uh, uh, Facebook.com slash events slash Ryan Singer podcast me and paranormal you and this is where the magic happens try to slog through ryan try to slog through that's all i can say <laughs> right you know
4: we're going to try to make it through this digital world and uh, retain as much humanity as possible hopefully uh, and the best way to do that is to go see a live comedy show and and laugh with other human beings in the same room i mean talk about feeling connected to other people uh that's where the juice is for me so Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on this morning.
0: Absolutely. Now, where do you do most of your appearances in comedy? All over the country.
4: Uh, Yeah, I'm traveling. This year, I'm going to be traveling less than usual, but you know, I'll I'll go to the Midwest, the Southeast, uh, you know, out west. Um, You know, usually comedy clubs. uh, Although the last couple years, a lot of uh, like one nighter type venues with uh, local comedy stores who put on their own shows and alternative venues. So, you know, I pop into those places a lot as well. Like, it could be a well, random me...
0: brewery. Right. Well, let us know when you're going to head to the Minneapolis-St. Paul area.
4: Oh, I'll be there, actually, uh, tomorrow and Saturday at the Comedy Corner Underground uh, doing two oh, shows. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah, so I'll be there uh, one show Friday, two shows Saturday. Uh, I even bought Long John's. You know how hard it is to find Long John's in Los Angeles?
0: <laughs> Like, well, that's kind of <laughs> difficult. Yes, I do understand. That. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to be prepared. Uh, yeah, Fifteen so oh one on one Washington. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fifteen Washington Avenue South. that would be wonderful. Thanks, Ryan. Okay. Yeah, thank you.
6: Appreciate <laughs> it. Have a good day. Have sir. a good rest of the day. Okay. You too. Bye. Best of the Tom Bernard podcast. If
3: I were king of the forest, not queen, not.
1: Duke, not Prince.
0: <laughs> My regal
1: rose of the Father. That was Ryan Singer talking a little druid magic. Coming up next. Closing out the show. We're opening up the old box. All the way back to episode 226 with Paul Morrissey.
6: Next. Our
0: special guest, Paul Morrissey, Paul. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Was telling me that I'm stupid because I don't have a Mac. I already heard that. I don't think the word stupid came out. Well, yeah, think, yeah that maybe didn't come up. You might be right about that. <laughs> but yeah. So we get here. It's Thursday, right? Yes, You yes, are correct.
8: Unless it's another day that you're listening, then it's whatever day you well, want it to be. that's true. Yes. Okay, Mr. Podcast. Settle down. <laughs> What's the name of your podcast? The Alley Oop Podcast. And who's on it? Uh, we've had Jim Gaffigan, Larry Miller, Kid from Kid and Play, the rap duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff Cesario. Cesario, he's a good guest. Yeah, he's great.
0: I've known Cesario forever.
8: Yeah, he's a he's one of those guys that are, I like. That he's he's had a little bit of uh, success in all these different types mm-hmm. of things. You know, he wrote great writer Jack Frost. Yes, he did The screenplay, mm-hmm. and then he was an Emmy award winning writer on <clears throat> was it Dennis Miller? Yeah. And the Larry Sanders show. Dennis Miller, and Larry Sanders, absolutely. And then the Marriage Ref with my buddy Tom Papa. Tom Papa, Marriage Ref. Ellen Racketton
0: was the uh, executive producer of that show. A yeah. Minnesota woman. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's from Minnesota. Yeah. You know, actually, Cesario, I'm talking to him. When did Jack Frost come out? Like
8: 15 years ago? 12 oh, yeah, years it's ago? It's been a while, because that 15, was Michael Keaton. Michael yeah. Keaton, right. That might be 20. No, really? That would be. Andy,
0: movie Jack Frost. Michael Keaton,
8: who you know what I I have I have some things going on where, and one of the things I, I would love to have Michael Keaton play uh, a role in this um, TV thing that I'm that I'm trying to put together, uh, and because if you watch the other guys, the movie The Other Guys, I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, he's amazing in it. Did you see when he's playing the police chief slash manager of Bed Bath and Beyond? <laughs> <laughs> did, he, did he just kind of stop working for a while because he didn't want to work? You know, what? I don't know. I think I think he was like that, uh, almost that Chevy Chase thing, where he's like leading man. Yeah, and then and then when you start losing your hair a little bit and looking a little bit older. That maybe yeah. Tom Hanks gets those roles. Maybe, and maybe you're. Yeah, you might be right about. I that. don't know if they just try to phase you out or whether uh, you can. I mean, Bill Murray obviously kept working, but he no, was never doing anything based on looks. Yeah, he was not <laughs> a leading man. No, that's, that's very,
0: very true. No question about that. Did you find out when it came out? Nineteen
8: oh, ninety-eight. 98, so, so
0: Okay, fifteen years you're ago. So that's 15 good. Years. So sixteen years ago, I get a call from Cesario, and he goes, "I'm writing this movie, and at the very beginning of the movie." There's a radio announcer. That's how the movie begins. Oh, he yeah. said, "I oh, yeah, have goes, Yeah, we should talk about that. Maybe you know you could uh, like do that." I said, "Yeah, okay. Well, l- let me know. Whatever." Never heard back from. I see the movie, and it's him doing the radio announcer uh. at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cesario,
8: Mr. Budget Cut. Uh, so sorry, well, he likes you know. doing that announcer voice too. He does love doing that. Yeah, that's what I was talking to you about because I yeah. I was a sports anchor, but I never had the announcer. Voice, I don't feel like I never got a grasp of well, that. But you don't get, You don't want to do that anyway. You know what I mean? There, guys, you go all well.
0: I mean, you travel a lot, so you go town to town to town, and you see these sports announcers. And by the way, you're—I you know, mean, you're from upstate New York, mm-hmm. so—but have you noticed that in New York City they have like the worst
8: TV anchors and sports anchors in, the United, in the United States? They're well, the worst. They kind of—it it almost pays to be obnoxious because they want you to like you kind go. of kind of carve out your own niche. But it's the only. It's the only place where you can actually. I, I'm sure Boston too, maybe that having an accent like mm-hmm. that's the first thing you learn when you're broadcasters, like right. how to speak clearly without. Get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. You just get rid of the accent once you start enunciating words fully. <laughs> you know that, what I mean? Well, it's true. Yeah, it's very and these true. New York guys just talk like they're they're hanging out in Staten Island at the racetrack. It's so fun. <laughs> what well, the sports guys do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the weather guys, they do it too. The, the news anchors.
0: For some reason in New York, they all talk like this. Right, right. It's time for the news. It's like,
8: what? Yeah. It's like some and then guy in you know, some small town somewhere. And it was always funny. Like, there's two guys. One guy was like, he he was one of the funniest guys I ever met. And he he ended up being, he's a he's a news anchor right now in Philadelphia. And the whole thing is like a complete act. Like if he's just playing the part of a, of a news anchor, oh, and it's funny. funniest thing. And then there was another guy that I work with who was who was a a uh, a very uh, effeminate homosexual, and uh, would talk in a very high. Uh, effeminate voice, uh-huh. everywhere else, and then as soon as he's on the air, he could do that so, well, there you go, Because <laughs> it's acting. I mean, as you know, it's just... they're not. It's
0: not real, it's it's acting. Playing that role, yeah. They're just playing a role, exactly. So you grew up in where, Oswego?
8: It's actually called Owego, New York. Owe- Owego. Yeah, there is... Oswego is, is a different. It, there's an know, Oswego, there's a college there. Right. In, a, in Oswego, to, that's right. That's where I think Seinfeld actually went to school for a year. He went to college for a year in Oswego. But that's... Um, I used to do a joke about it. We'll, we'll do regional humor because I'm from, Owego's a couple hours south. And it, and people are like, oh, oh, aren't you from Oswego? I was like, no, I know where I live. I get my mail and everything, you know. Yeah, it gets delivered to the house. <laughs> and they would say, well, it's close to Oswego then, right? Like the map's arranged in alphabetical order. <laughs> like Albany's right next to Buffalo. It's the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah, it all works out. The You know, it's really interesting.
0: Because, well, you and I talked this morning. Um, and you were talking about being friends with Ari Shafir, who's one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. When he was here, he tried to get talk me into taking him to Hugo, Minnesota, which is about a 45-minute drive, because uh-huh. he wanted to buy bratwurst with gummy bears in it. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. a true story. Remember that?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, first of all, he was at Yeshiva. He was studying to be a rabbi yeah, yeah. In, in Israel. And then all of a sudden, one day, you decide, no, I don't want to do this. I'm going to oh. go the, like 180 degrees away from that. Right, right. What? But anyway, uh, sitting down with you now and looking at you now, I could have told you you were a friend of Ari's and Joey Diaz before you even told me that. Oh, yeah? Because you guys can't get your eyes open.
8: <laughs> oh, no, no. He uh, goes, no, no, no.
0: I know. You, t- you told me already this
8: morning. Yeah, we're complete opposites, but I, I like that Ari has his own rules that he lives by, but they don't make any sense. Like, mm, that's true. Like he had, I don't know if he told the story. One of his stories was he he transferred to Maryland to be a journalism mm-hmm. yes. major, and he he said he would only graduate and be a journalism major if he never lied. That's that was his thing that he was mm-hmm. just living by personally. Mm-hmm. But then he had to take a typing test and he couldn't pass the test like words per minute. He just couldn't do it. So he had another guy take the test for him. Really. So then when they asked him if he was if he cheated on it. If he, said, if he said no, then he'd be lying. Then he'd lose on his own personal right. rules. But then if he said yes, he would get kicked out of the program by the actual right. program. And so he couldn't lie, and he said that he didn't He didn't take it, and it's then he got kicked he out of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honest to God, it's kind of how he He's is. He's failing on his own rules. Right. Yeah, you know, it's unbelievable. But he moved to New York? He just moved to New York? No, and why then... did he do that? That's so weird that he did that. Well, I'll tell you, he is a guy who... The old school comedy store was, there's Mitzi Shore there, and this is the woman that's going to make your career, make or break you, and and she's telling you exactly who's going to be famous and keeping Uh a gatekeeper, as they say, and... That just doesn't exist anymore, you know? Not at all. I mean, Ari was basically in charge of the comedy store for a couple years there. Really? Yeah, she's not... I never talked to him about that. So she's not involved in it. So a lot of these guys, it took them five or six years to, like, you know, they wait in line for Mitzi, and then they kind of just realize that you don't need one person to tell you anymore. Just do comedy. So I think when he started getting, you know, a following, he just wanted to do new stages and just get on stage as much as possible. So I know I just talked to him and he he went on stage like nine times in a weekend. And he's just really excited about being able to get as much stage time as possible. So it seems good for him right now because it's the perfect time. I was there, I went to his his taping of his special in New York, and um, and then he's kind of worked his way into all the clubs, and so it's perfect for him just to keep developing the act, because, you know, we talked about, you know, I toured with Gaffigan, and I, I, I toured with Tom Papa, and those are guys that they work in New York specifically to build up a new hour right. of material, and, and obviously Louis C.K. too. That's that's the one place where you can just keep, keep developing a huge amount of material, and so every year you'll have a new show for people to come out and see, so... Oh, by the way, uh, Paul,
0: my wife Catherine just got yes, here Hello. she to shoot. show up when she feels like it.
9: We're both very multicolored today, Mom. I had a setback.
0: What do you mean you had a setback?
9: Oh, I wrote a sympathy card out for Lisa and I fell apart. Oh,
8: God. We had a friend that died yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> Are you a reader? Horrible. A reader? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you think I said breeder? Are you a <laughs> Are you breeder? A breeder? No, San I thought Francisco you wanted me you? to read something at the funeral or something. I was <laughs> no, 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 kind no. of torn. He, uh, I know That'd we're close, but I don't know. I don't really <laughs> know the family. He's Does an, it pay? An
0: author based out of Minnesota, a guy named Vince Flynn. He said, oh, yeah. Okay. You know Vince? Yeah. Vince I, is a very close. Yeah.
8: Family. I saw that he passed away. He was, he was young, right? 47. 47.
0: Yep. Wow. But, uh, yeah, we're very, very close friends. So,
8: Catherine is not... <laughs>
0: I'm not happy about this. She's yeah. not had a great couple of days. Yeah,
8: we had a few. Well, I mean, it was it was kind of not expected, right? Or no? Well, I he, know he's been battling it for a couple of years. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But um,
9: I didn't really. I guess you just hold out hope.
8: Yeah. Well, you did fall apart.
0: Didn't?
8: Shut up! <laughs> Come look at me. <laughs> well, the thing is, look. it was very sudden home.
0: for yeah. what it
2: was. Because, I mean, normally there's the slow deterioration. But, mm-hmm. yeah, here he just, like, he got sick and the doctor said, well, you have anywhere from, what did they say, a few weeks to a few months? Yeah. yeah. And then
8: it turned out to be, like, three days. Mm-hmm. So, oh. That's, t- uh, it's tough because, I mean. I, what? When did that happen? What?
9: He was diagnosed with prostate cancer three years yeah, ago. Yeah, but dad said
2: dad said that he had anywhere from a few weeks to a few months ago. I mean, like, uh, what, three, four days ago? Uh, he's
3: well, been I, saying I just, that since he was diagnosed.
0: Yeah, him. but I see people would call and say, uh, you know, how long How long does Vince have? Mm-hmm. And so you don't, you know, you really don't want to say, well, he's only got a couple of days to oh, live and then he so lives another bad. week. So I just kind of said, well, he's got anywhere for a couple of days to a couple of months. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, you don't want to like, pre- you don't like pre- want to predict someone's death. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, ugh.
8: Especially with that. I mean, my my mother is an oncology nurse and my brothers uh. literally... <laughs> a really? like, the cure for cancer like he was one of the Your first brother was a cure for cancer like he, yeah he's the first one of the first guys to do like uh, all the um like the cervical and ovarian cancer like he he worked at sloan kettering oh, the first okay. guy developed all that stuff really? so he he was, went to columbia and then uh he did all his fellowships and he he does that surgery every day and it's it's crazy you that's know? amazing so did you go to college yeah i went to well binghamton university binghamton university yeah. Yeah. there it is basketball stuff. and then uh yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I, th- we were just talking about this with uh, my, young, uh, uh, friend my was... young friend from the club. My young friend from the club. We're not
0: going to name her. Sorry. <laughs> well, you well, I don't know head... if she wants this... to be This
9: girl want. I know.
0: <laughs> this young Jamie. Woman.
9: Sitting next to me.
0: Uh, Jamie,
8: who do you said did a good job finding, yes, the, finding the podcast? Yay. She used traditional maps printed out. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've done that. So which out. which probably is worse than texting, right? Actually reading a map while you're driving. Probably worse for you, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know if you can take it people for that. That's all right. But yeah, we were just talking about cuz I think I had Well, I went to college and then I was a TV reporter and a sports mm-hmm. anchor and then I and started that
0: was, that was in Sacramento, you said? Yeah, yeah.
8: Yeah. Chico, Chico Sacramento. Chico, yeah, I covered yeah. Aaron Rodgers in high school. High school Ooh, there football. You go. God, don't bring up that name. <laughs> And then uh, also I covered the, uh, who's the guy, the Wizenator. He played for the Vikings, oh, right? Ontario oh, Smith. Ontario yeah. Smith. Unbelievable whizinator. high school football player. <laughs> the Wizenator. Forgot yeah.
9: about all that. That's funny. So,
8: uh, so Paul, you should
0: tell uh, Andy and Alex and Catherine and Jamie, probably doesn't know these either, but uh,
8: show, tell them about the highlights you used to play in Sacramento. Oh. <laughs> well, he's, well, he's from a New York. So okay. I was, I'm a huge sports fan, but I didn't know that you were supposed to show, like, highlights that people in that area liked. So it was very, you know, they wanted the San Francisco Giants and and 49ers and Raiders. And so <clears throat> I was a New York fan, so I would show Yankee highlights oh, and Giants highlights. Oh, that must have gone over big. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Did it like, take
9: you long to figure that out? <laughs>
8: well, it was funny because my first, Get the, the first half of my job was... They wanted me to cover news, and this is Chico, California, where nothing happens. There's no news. Right. So if, unless you want to have a car accident on purpose, there's nothing. <laughs> they would literally say three stories. So there was one day where it was like... You know, this is how long ago was. The Titanic movie came out. And we'd just start interviewing people who saw were, the going, were going in the movie. I was like, hey, why? why? what's so big about this movie? And they're like, oh, I saw it yesterday. I'm going to see it tomorrow. I was like, you know the boat sinks, right? That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice of you. And I would do this at like a regular news station. It was like the Daily Show before the Daily Show kind of. So didn't they like that? No. Well, my news director liked it, but my general manager did not like oh, it. Oh, God. And then I got—I basically got promoted through failure. They just didn't want me to do <laughs> news stories anymore. Promoted so they, through failure. So they promoted me to weekend sports anchor. So then the first one they had this graphic, and you've seen the cheesy graphics when they say "now sports" with Paul Morrissey, and they have the guy kind of like spinning around. I think they. They did it with the Kevin Nealon Saturday Live. Yeah, they yeah. yeah absolutely. So they absolutely. literally had that. And then when they came to me, I would just be in a chair like this, and I'd just still be spinning around <laughs> like that. <laughs> and so the, the owner called me, and he's like, hey, I spent – you know, $15,000 on those graphics, and then you just made fun of them. And- oh, my God. <laughs> so it was kind of uh, I felt like my days were limited in a, in traditional news, so I ended up getting into comedy in Sacramento, and um, the woman who's... basically, you know, people talk about taking right. classes or open mics. Uh, <laughs> she ended up being, like, the head writer on the Ellen DeGeneres show for oh, about really? 10 years, and all the all the guys from this little open mic ended up being tv writers and working on shows and Jesus. stuff and so but i actually moved to new york city got my master's in in uh, education at nyu just so you know you did yeah and uh, you know, honestly got you know
0: god bless him greg giraldo yeah you know uh paul mercurio mm-hmm. you know he's he got like a georgetown law degree yeah,
8: Jim Gaffigan.
0: Jim Gaffigan. There's yeah. another guy. I mean, all these guys. All these you guys got these massive. <laughs> all these idiots, but you get all these fantastic degrees, and you go, "I, ah, nah, you know what? I don't want to do that.
8: I, I've decided not to do that." Well, it's not decided. It's like it's. Not, I can't even d- describe if it's a backup plan. Literally, it was the only way that I could afford to live in New York City was to take out loans for school. Oh, and well, see, that's, that's smart true. So. So I got my masters in a year and a half. So I finished all that and then I taught school during the day and just did comedy every night on the weekends. And so the time went by like that. And mm-hmm. then and then after that I moved to LA and by the time I moved to LA, I'd been working with Gaffigan and and I was pretty good but nobody knew who I was. So that's how, you know, I got in the HBO festival. I got on <laughs> Ferguson. Right. So kind of all that stuff happened just because I was, you know, doing the school and and all that instead of like really Pursuing comedy is like I want to get famous type of deal. Just get good at it first. You know what I mean? Now, how did you get to know Jim Gaff? Uh, we worked at the DC Improv together, <laughs> and then uh, I remember him saying, "Actually, the, we we talked about this on my podcast. The first time I ever did a show with him is there's a place called the Boston Comedy Club, and um, the show Monday night show. A buddy of mine used to run it, Ed Helms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah." who is a movie star now, right. which is star funny now. to say. Andy still. Bernard.
0: That's his, his name is Andy
8: Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> his name is Andy Bernard. It was bizarre. And Ed was a guy who, you know, I was already doing, like, featuring on the road and stuff like that. And he's like, how do I get road work? How do I do this? And really? Course, yeah. Hangover 3. three and now, movies. Yeah, he's done all three, all three of the Hangovers. Okay. He the Office, everything. <clears throat> I mean, Cedar and that's... Cedar Rapids. Yeah, and that's the guy that's that... Because uh, I always... I don't... Like, even with Gaffigan, it is kind of not amazing because he is one of the best, but he it's is. like, oh, yeah, it's so is. great that we were just talking about this. Like, he was never a guy that wanted, you know, people eating nachos and, like, ordering stuff during <laughs> You're right. this act that he's worked so hard. Just just sit in a the theater and listen to me. That's all he ever mm. wanted. Now he has that. So I'm ho- so happy that he has that. And so you know, but it's pretty great that he's he's as famous as he is, and, no doubt about it, and all that stuff. But then when you talk to him, he's like, "How about Ed Helms?" Like to him, <laughs> it's even like, "Holy cow!" Did you ever think this guy? And no, it's like fantastic. an Ed, super talented too, but you know, movie mm-hmm. star. I mean, nobody, right? nobody knows, and there's no. I didn't meet Tom Cruise when we were younger, and oh yeah, he's gonna be famous. you know Paul. should get
0: into movies with me, and yeah, you know. The thing about Gaffigan that I I really enjoy so much, because Paul and I were talking about the fact that Jim uh, direct messaged me to see if he could be on the podcast or whatever. But, God, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, something like that, Jim was going to come to town and do, Jamie, how long?
3: Two years.
0: Two years? He was at, I think, the State Theater or the Orpheum Theater. Remember, like, five, ten years ago, something like that, Jim Jim was, it doesn't matter. I think he or- was at the Orpheum Theater, mm-hmm. downtown Minneapolis. And then he came on the KQ Morning Show, the show you were on this morning, and he's, he, he they held him over for three more shows because he sold out four shows yeah. at the Orpheum instead of just the one. And he never forgot that. Wow. As a matter of fact, Andy and Alex went backstage and talked to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Andy, do you still have your poster? Um,
2: where is it?
9: I have no idea. It's your poster. Th-
2: we were... Oh, I'm... It's probably at your house because we were living there. Oh, the
9: no, we time. weren't. In other words, he doesn't know. Were we?
8: I'm pretty <laughs> sure oh, we there he is. Yeah. He has no idea. We were. Not, not sure. But yeah. A good thing to decorate the office <laughs> with. In any
0: case, you know, Jim autographs a, a poster for Andy saying, I'm glad to see you're out of jail and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And
8: He never forgets that stuff. Yeah. He's amazing that way and there are not many people like that. Yeah, he remembers he, all the the no's, you know what I mean? Because it's like you can either let that drive you crazy or you can just kind of... I mean, it is a little damaging to use it as fuel all the time because mm-hmm. you want it to be. But it is fear fear of failure is a good a good will yeah. <laughs> motivation. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing this show tonight, and I'll work really hard because I don't want to I don't want to suck. I don't want to not Absolutely. do well. It's and the and I guess the thing of not sucking is stronger than being. Incredible. I don't, I'm not sure. I heard Conan O'Brien say that too. It's just like that's, that's It's the fear of failure that yeah. keeps us working so it's, hard.
0: Well, especially if you're if you're doing live comedy, you are exposed, man. Yeah. I mean, people don't. I don't think they really know that you're just out there, and if you fail, you really know you fail. Right. Right. There's. I mean, it's like being a hockey goalie, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if they you get scored on. The red light goes on, and everybody goes, you suck.
8: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know?
0: it just everybody knows
8: that. And it's the preparation of... I mean, and and just playing basketball, you know, you can practice shooting all day and, you know, be a 90% follow shooter, and during the game, you might miss a couple. You know, Ray Allen misses a couple, and there's nothing you can really do, and that's the same with the shows. You know, you can do a million shows, and... There can be just one that just out of nowhere can just go terribly wrong. And Does that happen to you anymore, though? That doesn't happen
0: anymore, any longer, I wouldn't
8: think. Once in a great while, there'll be like a, you know, there was there's a club that I play. in it, And it's mostly due to, like, you know, just the, the club not being, you know, just having just super drunk people and not having Amy, any control. And, and, of course, this club is great. It is. That's there was there game. was a club that I played that you know this you know there's there's two people that literally got arrested at the bar upstairs after the show. <laughs> they were too God. drunk for a bar. That's how <laughs> that's drunk. <laughs> that's bad. But yeah, in the show she's all. like, "Hey, can I ask you a question like in the middle of the show?" And I kind of always approach it like, all right, I'll let you dig your own hole. I don't ever get (laughs) agitated. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the questions are after the show. (laughs) I'm kind of in the middle of something right now. (laughs) And then she's like, well, I'm going to ask you anyway. And then, of course, she says something about like, oh, that bit you're talking about holding hands. I still hold hands. And then she just stops and I'm just like. Is there going to be a, a funny card at the end of this? Because that's what I have to do. It's tougher than it looks, doesn't it? And, then, <laughs> and of course, everybody claps, and then she right. shuts up, and she basically kind of dug her own hole there. So it's like, you know, but it still can go horribly wrong where people just get really upset. You know, I've seen I've seen it go wrong where, you know, people just really start yelling at oh, a heckler or whatever, and it's just like, it's not going to help this. It's not, you know. But no, it might
9: help if they're, if they're the kind of drunk that laughs really loud
0: at yeah.
8: every, you know, <laughs> you
0: know, gets the crowd
9: motivated. As as
0: comment on every,
9: I <laughs> brought this up a few times,
0: we went, <laughs> we went to see Bobby Slayton about a month ago, uh-huh. and the guy sitting right behind me had to comment on every joke. Oh, yeah, he's just oh a dick,
8: my though. God, he's just a dick. So annoying. That yeah. drives me
0: crazy. Hey, my it's my sister's there. I was like, oh, shut Yeah, every up. joke
9: that he wouldn't even let him finish a sentence without trying to interject something oh that he thought was funnier.
0: It was
8: horrible. That's like with a person you ever you ever uh, when well, you're married, obviously. But if you date somebody that like talks during the show, I don't know about oh, you, guys, you guys. That's gotta be horrible. Or, oh my like, God, who
9: was that? I had a friend who did that, and I stopped going to things with her. <laughs> I literally I could not go to anything with her movie or a sh- anything yeah. because she just made mmm, me mm, mm, mm. I'm like, I'm trying,
8: what are we She would comment on everything?
0: Always talking.
9: Oh,
8: God, I'd hate
9: that. And I just stopped attending anything. I'm like, no, I can't
8: go. And, the, no. and there'll be some stuff where it's like it's pertaining to the the actual show, but then it'll be like something completely not not related to it at all. I was like, yeah. Yeah. are we watching this show or are we going to talk about uh, what you bought at the store? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you were talking earlier about, you know.
0: The House Comedy is a great club. You uh-huh. get arrested for being too drunk in a bar. Jamie, were you, were you, did you drive Orney Adams in when he did the uh, podcast a few months ago?
9: No, I didn't drive
3: him.
0: We were out of town, so that's why I didn't know if it was you or not. But uh, this is a true story. Hasn't mm-hmm. it? So Ornie's at House Comedy. While I'm interviewing him, I talk to him. Well, oh, look who's here finally. Way to show up!
9: We're not even
3: on live.
0: We were gonna call. We were gonna call we to Ari Shafir, but you didn't show up, so we blew it <laughs> off. Way to go! We should still call Ari. Oh, wait, that's not Ari true. just texted <laughs> me back.
8: Oh, did he tell him we're gonna tell him we're gonna call him? He asked what picture you're talking about. He said, "What was it of his cock?"
0: That's, that's Ari. That would be. Oh, there you am go. I allowed to say that on yes. yes, you are.
8: Okay. Is oh, shellfish lately? Cover your years Jamie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to go, Jamie. Anyway, so. I'm talking to, you know, I'm talking to Arnie. We're having a great time all over. And I don't know even how it came up because it was a situation like that. Well, you know, the club, something happens once in a while. So it's not as bad. And I cannot remember who was there that first night. Uh, one of the comedians was sitting down having, because they have great food there mm-hmm. at the house comedy. And he's having his, like, early dinner. And there's a guy sitting next to him, and he's finishing his late lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. The guy gets up, goes out and jumps off the fifth floor of the parking ramp. You know where it is, oh right? Oh my gosh. And kills himself. Really? And I'm telling Orny this, right? And he, so he's going blah 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 blah. While I was telling him that, another guy did it on the on the other side of the parking ramp. He jumped. It was dead. Did you know? Not know that?
9: I did. I, I did not know that. Oh, you didn't?
0: No. When
3: did While
9: this happen? While we were
0: talking, to remember we were talking to Orny about that? Yeah, that was back. This in would have like, been five months ago. Yeah. It was like February. While we were yeah, talking Yeah, it was about February. That's right. While I'm talking to warning about it, another guy jumped and killed himself. I was like, Whoa. That is isn't that bizarre? That's crazy. And where so, were you guys? We talking? were in
8: Florida. Oh, okay.
0: We were in he was at our house. Oh, okay. Which is where the podcast used to be. Or well, no, were- was it here by then? Was it here? I don't think board? it was
8: here. It was at our house, right? I'm
0: pretty sure. No, we weren't here in February. So Ornie no. was at our house, and we were in Florida
8: uh-huh. doing a
0: podcast. Ooh. And so Ornie, since, so basically what I'm trying to tell you is, while we're talking,
8: a guy's getting thrown out of the Mall of America of being too drunk, probably. Uh-huh. And it'll
0: be your fault. <laughs> it'll be all your fault.
8: I think the most surprising part of that story is that Ornie Adams was at your house. Yeah, well, we weren't there. You have to remember that.
0: Yeah, it was that that was a weird deal? I'll, I'll tell you honestly. Uh, we moved here in what the end of March. Is that yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. But these guys would come to the house. Oh, mm. everybody would just come to the house and do the podcast, and it was so bu- bizarre to have these people in your house. <laughs> it was like, well, yeah, because most people, when, when you know, you tell them to come do the podcast, it'd be great. They think you know, you're going to go down into somebody's basement in this mm-hmm. little thing and.
9: Like your podcast.
0: Yeah,
8: exactly. (laughs) I've only done (laughs) one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing is I try to get guys that are famous. So like Cesario, I went to Mm. the Russell Brand studio to Mm. interview him. But then uh, the guy from the Ferguson show, the guy who does the robot, right? he's like, my gym's right by your place. So then we just did it at my place. What's well, so wrong with that? But it is a little weird just having like, it is. okay, let me make sure my laundry is, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> is not
0: here. When we asked Gerard Carmichael about that, he was on one of our very first podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right? Wasn't he
2: like number five or something? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. probably about
0: right. So he's at the house comedy. And so oh, we called. No, he's a BFD. And at that time, he was probably 24. Daniel mm-hmm. Tosh? Yeah. I think had, uh, what?
9: We were saying he's a BFD now.
0: Oh, because he's on the Goodwin Games?
9: Yeah. Well, he, he tours. tours. Daniel Tosh. He was yes. open up yeah, for Daniel Tosh, to Daniel right? Tosh, right? Yeah, I
0: heard that. So we called Gerard, and, and Gerard and said, you want to come over and do the uh, do the podcast? He goes, Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds good. So I think he took a taxi over, or Andy, did <laughs> and you pick him up? Uh, no, I drove him back. Then. You drove him back, okay. So we're done with the podcast. He comes over and we do the podcast and all the rest of it. And I said, I do have to ask you a question. So this uh, you know, older white guy calls you up. Never met him in your life and says, hey, you want to come over to my house a Basement to a podcast? <laughs> You're like a 24-year-old African-American kid. It's kind of odd that you said, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Well, it should be
2: noted that he had to fill in for a guest that couldn't show up, yeah. remember? So we had to call him like an hour in advance. It was literally an hour in advance. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that's right.
9: Oh, that's right. He Who was, was that that couldn't come? I can't remember. I can't remember so
3: long
9: ago.
0: Oh, you know, it was Chris Cluey. Oh, was, was it? Former punter for the Vikings. Oh, we, yeah? We did eventually get him, though. Yes. Who now, by the way, is with the uh, what? He's with Oakland, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Cluey's he's, yeah. he's not with Oakland. I'm pretty sure right? yeah. I thought you were a
8: big sports fan. Paul. I am. I, I pick was, up the. Oh, I it's got to be New York. I forgot. No, I was just studying kickers. I didn't know the whole Mike Vanderjack story either. Well, oh, Vanderjack. That's the a, idiot kicker. That's an interesting. You know story. about that? He no. like criticized Peyton Manning in the uh, what was it AFC uh, championship, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then that's what a. Uh, they interviewed Peyton Manning and they're like, "Oh, I'm here for my third pro bowl in a row and you guys are asking me about my idiot kicker." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, that'll he's, happen. he's like he's like, and that's the sad part. He's a good kicker, but he's an idiot. <laughs> and it became like a famous thing and he's literally like right. the highest percentage kicker in NFL history and nobody wanted him. Huh. He like went to Canada. Yeah. So, I know <laughs> one of my one of my friends, I don't want to get too into the story because it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been uh, figured out yet but they stole his Pro Bowl jersey from his Uh. restaurant oh Oh, god and then returned it oh well oh they returned it at least but I didn't uh but I didn't know the whole story about what a kind of douchebag this guy was. Not that he deserves <laughs> to get his Pro Bowl jersey stolen out of did his own you, restaurant. Did you take it? No, it wasn't okay. me. It was a friend. Paul Morrison, ladies and gentlemen. Did you return it? Dry cleaned? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, it was. I think Edron James owns the restaurant too. It's like oh, in Florida yeah. or something, but. <laughs> But, uh, hey, nice. the funniest part about that, I started that story, that, this, that little show. We did Ed Helms' show where I met Gath. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's about eight people in this thing. It's like a 7 o'clock show, one of these early shows in New York City, right across from NYU where I'm going to grad school. Yeah, and you so, already brought that up three times. And so it's know. Ed Helms, uh, <laughs> Judah Friedlander. I love Judah Friedlander. And then there's a guy who, just think about how genius this is, like 10 years ago, or or ridiculous, he did a character of Mark Cuban. Before anyone knows who Mark Cuban is, Really? he's just up there with a basketball complaining about the referees. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I have no idea who it was, but it was hilarious. That's pretty amazing. Did he look like Mark Cuban? A little bit, but not, not enough. enough. He just sold it. He was just totally into it. And then and then Gaffigan did it. It was literally for like eight people. I was like, wow, that was a pretty good joke for, <laughs> for those We for almost outnumbered God. them. <laughs>
1: You got a choice either to pull for these clips or the Packers, and I think it's an easy choice on another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard podcast, brought to you as always by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. Ah! Jeff Foser, Ryan Singer, and Paul Morrissey. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you next
6: week.